the streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Martin production. Starring Carl Malden. Also starring... Jimmy! I got one thing! Jimmy! Tonight's episode... Mr. Nobody. Yeah, that is who I am. Welcome to this episode number 1312. It is a throwback Thursday episode. Hello. 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 Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy. Three very sane spectators. That is questionable. There's at least uh, one sane one here in the studio. We have, uh, well, there's two. There's two fur kids right behind me. They're on their dog bed right to my left. I suppose she is sane. That is Kimmy. Yeah, she's right next to me. Just pull the ring. You never know what she'll say next. Yeah, what will she say next? Uh, hello, Kimmy. Welcome to a Throwback Thursday. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well. I, I, it's Throwback Thursday. I, throwback I mean, I, Thursday. I, yeah, I love Throwback Thursday. How about you? Me too. I think we'll go back in time for sure with this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show for a Throwback Thursday. All you, right. You know what day it is, right? It's Throwback Thursday. Yes, you you got you say it with a smile in your voice. That's right. It is a Throwback Thursday. Thursday. The Riley and Kimmy show was out and about before setting out for episode number 1,312. We had the pleasure of being in Ormond Beach. That's over by Daytona, for those who do not know, Daytona Beach. And we stopped by and visited with a friend with the Halifax Humane Society. They're a thrift shop. That's where we visited, right, Kimmy? Yeah, and uh, we're planning on the upcoming event. And what is that upcoming event, Kimmy? Well, it's their anniversary. Yes, their fourth anniversary adoption event. It means mm-hmm. they're combining the two together. The thrift store's anniversary, fourth, you know, number four right. uh, for this uh, location that they're at, Norman Beach. And it is an adoption event. They will have dogs and cats and puppies there and maybe kittens too. But one of the things I want to stress is uh, the dogs and cats and puppies are not being kept in something really hot or anything outside. Uh, they have air conditioning that they will be in. Right. They have a state-of-the-art um, mobile adoption mobile unit. adoption unit, correct? And um, so they're going to be nice and comfy. Yes. And bring whomever that you know that might have room in their home and, and can spend time and can afford to have a new fur friend in their house. And, uh, and they can always use more stuff to sell. Yes, that's one of the things I want to stress. For those who are living in Central Florida and listen to the Riley and Kimmy show, you can actually help the Halifax Humane Society in two ways. One is by adopting or, or you know, pushing or urging somebody who is maybe looking, you know, adopt, don't shop if they're looking for a new fur friend, and tell them about the Halifax Humane Society. But another way you can help, besides buying things at the thrift store, it all goes to the animals, is by donating something. You know, you might have something you're thinking about either maybe tossing out or maybe, you know, you, you think maybe I get a few bucks for it on a certain auction site or something. Well, you can actually help the animals by donating that that item to the Halifax Humane Society thrift shop. That's right. If you have clothing you don't wear or um, toys, DVDs that you don't, you know, books, you won't watch anymore. Those, books. Those things called CDs, those two. Right. And I believe they take videotapes as well. Mm-hmm. Furniture. Yes. Kimmy's naming some things there. All those kind of things. Watches, things like that. Absolutely. It all goes to the animals. Yes. Cameras, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can help out. Help out the Halifax Humane Society, and you can help them uh, get some more stuff 
in the store for the big event, which is happening on August 12th. That is a Saturday. It's running from 10 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon. Adoption going on all day long. It's very easy to get to. GPS will not get you lost to this one. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to seeing you. Correct, Kimmy? That's right. And a big thank you going out to Maggie Evans, the store manager of the Halifax Humane Society Thrift Store. She invited the Riley and Kimmy show to this event. We look forward to being there. And really, you know, if you happen to be in the area, even vacationing, stop on pie. Mm-hmm. And we would love to see you really close to the beach, too. It's not that far. Oh, yeah. You know, so you can spend some beach time if you like to, too. So. Lots of great restaurants in the area, too. Yes, yes. That's the Halifax Humane Society. You can find out more by going right to their Facebook page. They have one for the thrift store as well. It's the Halifax Humane Society Thrift Store. Check them out. Say hello from the Riley and Kimmy Show, and you can find out more, more links and things like that on our website as well, too. And by the way, we have an event page, not just the Halifax Humane Society fourth anniversary adoption party on that or event. We have more events, too, where the Riley and Kimmy Show will be for the rest of this year. And if you'd like to find out more or possibly contact us about being at your event, your pop culture event or animal event, because we have a show dedicated just to animals and pets called Animal Special. You can contact us right on that event page, which is available right on our website. And what is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com RileyandKimmy.com The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is the big question on a throwback Thursday. Does Kimmy want to play a game, not just any game, but pop culture and nerd trivia? Does she want to go back in time on a throwback Thursday and play some trivia? What is your answer, Kimmy? Yeah, how'd you know I wanted to? For those listening for the very first time, we have jumbled up a timeline. We have we have shaken it up. We stirred it up. We put it into a blender. Yes, a a temporal blender. Time is all over the place, scrambling all over. We'll be asking Kimmy from well some questions from this adjusted timeline, a timeline that is not running in chronological order. Nothing linear about this. It's all over the place. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy because you are right now in our future. Yes, you are a future person to us. You can talk to the past, which is us. That's what we are. We're your past and you are our future. We can communicate. That's right. Shout out answers to Kimmy. Yell at whatever computing device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on. It could be anything. You know, well, the reason is because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. You can take us on that smartphone, laptop, desktop, smartphone, oh, smartwatch, uh, desktop, uh, whatever. You, you get the idea. Maybe even those eyeglasses that got, uh, you know, web capability. Could be that. Could be the car, too, right? Give me oh, the vehicle. Yeah. Or maybe you're far enough in the future with that robot. Maybe the, maybe it's helping you. That Android. Shout those answers out. We believe a time portal opens up, and those answers come right to Kimmy. So here we go on this Thursday, July 20th. The very first question we have for Kimmy is a big one. She better not miss this one. Kimmy, here is your audio clue. Tell me the name of the mission that this piece of history is part of and tell me the name of the person who is talking that we will hear and give me without error the year 
this happened. Here is your audio clue. Um, uh, at the foot of the ladder, the lamb footbeds are only Jimmy, who who said that? Neil Armstrong. That's right. Now, who was number two on the surface of the moon who was not heard with that clip? Buzz Aldrin. That's right. The two, the very first men, human beings, to walk on the face of the moon. What is the name of the mission? Apollo 11. Yes. And what year, without error, did this happen? 1969. That is correct. Congratulations. Thank you. There are some nerds out there who were, you know... They thought maybe you'd miss it. No. Oh, good. She got them all right there. Moving ahead to something rather bizarre, especially when you think about the time period. And keep in mind, no refrigeration. Okay, Kimmy? Mm. Keep in mind when I tell you about this, no refrigeration. Mm. Right? There's there's nothing. Right. I mean, nothing. Correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in 1801, a 1,235-pound of cheese was, well, pressed together into a cheese ball. This was done at the farm of Elijah Brown Jr. That ball of cheese was later loaded on a horse-driven wagon and then presented to President Thomas Jefferson at the White House. Now keep in mind there are there's no refrigeration and there's flies. Ew. It's July when he does that. And there's flies. Ew. It's on a horse. Yeah. Horse does things. Yeah. And there's flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no refrigeration. Ugh. It was 18, 1801. Yeah, I told you it was kind of bizarre, strange uh, uh, trivia that happened on this date in history. See what you hear with the Riley and Kimmy show. You don't hear this with anything else, right? I mean, uh, right. Yeah, our researchers, our cracked researchers, yeah, they, they find all kinds of things. It was on his date in 1859. Brooklyn and New York played baseball at Fashion Park Racecourse on Long Island. The game marked the first time that a mission had been charged for... Well, to see a ball game, I guess we call it professional baseball then, it cost 50 cents to get in and see the game. That's a lot. 1859. Mm -hmm. Now, the players on the field did not receive a salary until 1863. Mm. The year is 1935. NBC Radio debuts G-Men. The show was later renamed Gangbusters. It would influence crime shows, detective shows. As a matter of fact, even influences, in my opinion, Dragnet. The year is 1940. This magazine publishes its first listing of best-selling singles. Ten songs were on that list. That magazine would be used on radio stations and even TV shows to count down music as, you know, the top 40 or the top 30. And even year-end results, like the best of the year. Can you tell me the name of that magazine? Billboard? That's right, Billboard Magazine. Now, did you ever read a billboard or purchase a billboard magazine? I don't know. Okay, the year is 1944. This president was nominated for the fourth term of office. Can you tell me who it is? The year is 1944. FDR. That's correct. The year is 1947. The National Football League ruled that no professional team could sign a player who had college eligibility remaining. The year is 1964. The first surfing record to go number one. It happens on this date. It hits the number one slot, and it remains at the top on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks. 
Do you know what the song is without even playing a clue? The first one. The number one. The first number one surf song. Um, Good Vibrations? No. Here is your clue. Two girls for What is the name of that song? Surf City. Okay, tell me the name of the recording artist. The Beach Boys. It is not the Beach Boys, Gimme. Do you want to take another guess who that might be? It's. Mm. It, I know why it sounds like the Beach Boys. Jan and Dean? That's correct. It is Jan and Dean. Now, one of the reasons you might think it sounds like the Beach Boys or thought it was the Beach Boys, the song was written by Brian Wilson and Jan Berry of Jan and Dean. Brian had written the song and didn't want to – he got bored with it, the parts that he had written, and he gave it to Jan, and they made it a hit. Now – Brian Wilson's father was the manager of the Beach Boys, and he was irate that his son gave up a number one hit, in his opinion. Mm. But Brian Wilson was cool with that. He liked hearing somebody else do one of his songs. Mm. Moving ahead one year. The year is 1965. This song is released. Tell me the name of the song. What is the name of that song? Like a Rolling Stone. And who had that as a hit? Bob Dylan. Do you want to hear the Sebastian Cabot version, by the way? We've played that before. Would you like to hear that? Nah. Okay. Well, I I will play that for you uh, when we go out and about somewhere. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Okay. Here we go, Kimmy. The year is 1968. Jane Asher breaks her engagement with this Beatle on live television. Which Beatle does she break off the engagement with? The year is 1968. Hmm. George Harrison? No, it's Paul McCartney. Staying in 1968, this song becomes the first heavy metal song to hit the charts. It comes in at number 117, but it w- well, it is a classic. Many consider it the song that changes rock. Here is your clue. Identify the song. Kimmy, identify that song. Ingata Davida? In a Gata Davida, which was the... Uh, the original title is supposed to be what was the, what was he supposed to sing? But uh, according to legend, the recording artist, the lead singer, was a little bit. It uh, uh, was a little feeling no pain. And in the Garden of Eden. That's right. In the Garden of Eden becomes in a Gata Davida, and tell me the name of the artist, the group. I don't know. That's Iron 
butterfly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The year is 1976. America's Viking 1 robot spacecraft makes a successful landing on this planet. What planet is it? Viking lands on what planet? Mars. That's correct. The year is 1976. This person hits his 755th and last home run. Who is he? Hank Aaron. That's correct. The year is 1979. This group took out an advertisement dedicating the release of this song to Skylab. Tell me the name of the song. What is the name of that song? Don't Bring Me Down. And who is the recording artist? Um, ELO? Yes, I'll accept that. What's their full name? Can you do it for e- bonus points? Electric Light Orchestra. That's right, Kimmy. You got it. ELO. Moving to notable and celebrity birthdays, Lola Albright, born on this date, 1925, died March 2017 at the age of 92. She was an American singer and actress best known for playing Edie Hart, the girlfriend of a certain private eye, on a classic TV show, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the TV show. Here's your audio clue. I don't think Kimmy needs much uh, time here. What's the name of that TV show, Kimmy? James Gunn. What is the name of it? James Gunn. That's the name of a movie director. Can you tell me the name of the TV show? Peter Gunn. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. They're related. I bet they're related, right? Peter Gunn, James Gunn. They got. They got sure. it. Yeah, they got to be. That. That's it. Okay, moving to a, another part of trivia. Birthdays, that is. We're staying right there. Uh, this person born on this date, Diana Rigg. She is 79. Actress known for playing Emma Peel in the 1960s The Avengers, the British show, that is, from 1965 to 1968. And you might spot her on Games of Thrones. She's been there since 2013. We'll give you some clues. Tell me the name of this actress born on this date in history. She was known for her screen roles. Well, first, she started out very young, child actress in Miracle on 34th Street. Then she was in Splendor in The Grass, Rebel Without a Cause, The Searchers, and West Side Story, just to name a few. She married, matter of fact, more than once, she married Robert Wagner. They were married at the time of her death. Who is she? Natalie Wood. That's correct. Now the question. Did she die in the 1960s? 1970s, 1980s, or 1990s? 1970s. She passed away 1981. And within five years, how old was she at the time of her passing? 41. Very close. She was 43. And by the way, for Throwback Thursday, you can go back in time with the Riley and Kimmy show and check out a interview we did last year at Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora, Florida. We had the pleasure of spending time with Lana Wood. That's Natalie's sister. She talks about Natalie. We have that interview. It's available on our YouTube page, also a Facebook page, and our video section of our website. And what is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. RileyandKimmy.com. 
moving to another birthday. See if you can identify who this is, Kimmy. Here's your audio clue. This is a singer and a two-time Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter. Here's your audio clue. Her hair is hollow gold. Her lips sweet surprise. Her hands are never cold. She's got... Tell me the name of that song. Betty Davis Eyes. Betty Davis Eyes. She'll turn her music on you. You won't have to think twice. Within two years, what year was that song number one? 79? You got it within two years. It is an 80s tune. It was 1981. Betty Davis Eyes was number one. Next individual, Rolling Stones magazine listed as number 20 on their list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. He has won 10 Grammy Awards and... His last name is part of a group which he's had many hits with. He's been a solo artist as well, but the group and he have had many, many hits. Kimmy, tell me who he is. Here's an audio clue. Can you tell me who he is? Carlos Santana. That's right. How old is Carlos Santana today? Within five. Oh, 65. You get it within five. He is 70 today. Next individual, Kimmy, she's an actress. She has worked in several movies with her husband, Dan Aykroyd. That's your clue. Who is he married to? The name of the actress he's married to. She was in Dr. Detroit, which was his movie from 1983. She was in The Twilight Zone, the movie in 1983. Wayne's World, 1992, Bosom Buddies TV show. You remember that thing with Tom Hanks? Mm -hmm. She was on that from 1980 to 1982. What is her name? Oh, I can't remember. It's Donna Dixon having a birthday today. Remember her? Yeah. How old is Donna Dixon within five? Uh, 60. You get it exactly right. I see dead people. Notable deaths, Kimmy. Here we go. This individual... Died 1973. He played on this TV show in 1966. Unfortunately, it only went for one season. He was on this show and he played the sidekick. Another challenge for the Green Hornet. His aide, Cato, and their rolling arsenal, the Black Beauty. On police records, a wanted criminal. His dual identity, known only to his secretary and to the district attorney. And now, to protect the rights and lives of decent citizens, rides the Green Hornet. Only 26 episodes he was part of. Matter of fact, overseas, he is more popular than the person who played the Hornet himself. He... His show actually became his show overseas. They marketed it in some countries as Cato and the Green Hornet. Mm. Can you tell me who passed away on this date in history in 1973, a martial artist? Bruce Lee. That's correct. Bruce Lee, Cato, died on this date. How old was Bruce Lee when he passed away? Kimmy, within five. 30? You got it. He was 32. The year is 1983. Frank Reynolds, a news anchor, dies at the age of 59. Now, he was news anchor of what network? Which network was he on? You got to, there's only three. ABC. That is correct. You may have seen him back in 1977. If you're an older listener to the Riley and Kimmy show, far older than Kimmy, you may have seen him break the news that Elvis had passed away. He was on the ABC, uh, well, holding down the anchor chair when that came across. 
was on this date in 2005. This person died at the age of 85. He's an actor known for the TV show Star Trek, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the actor and the character. First, the character. Here's your audio clue. Well, the character he's known for playing. Here you go. Got to have 30 minutes. We'll either catch them or we'll blow up, Captain. They may be faster than we are. Of course, I could treat them to a few dozen photon torpedoes. Aye, aye, sir. And uh, have a bonny trip. What is the name of the character? Scotty. Ship's log, star date 3193.0. Chief Engineer Scott recording. The captain and first officer are overdue and missing on the surface of Eminia 7. I have taken standard precautionary measures while we continue our attempts to locate them. What is his name? The actor who played Montgomery Scott. James Doohan. You got it. Passed away on this date, 2005, at the age of 85. Next person died 2007 at the age of 65. She was married, well, from 1961 to 1992 to a televangelist, Kimmy, who was a later convicted felon. She was part of a TV show called the PTL Club from 1976 to 1987. She was a co-host with her husband. She wore a lot of makeup. Mm. Can you tell me her name? Tammy Baker. That's right. Tammy Faye Mesner Baker. Well, became Mesner when she divorced and remarried. Passed away on this date, 2007, at the age of 65. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job with today's throwback trivia. All right. And I think we're going to throw it back here. Don't No, no throw up. We're going to throw it back. And honor something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. Radio And that's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. Anytime we can go back in time to the golden age of radio, we take that opportunity. And this one is very special because on this date in 1935... NBC Radio debuted G-Men. That show would later be renamed Gangbusters. Now, Gangbusters was one of the earliest crime shows on radio, and when created, it was the only radio program that featured authentic police cases. Each episode began with loud sound effects, gunshots, and the squeal of tires. At the end of each episode, there was a description of each criminal captured and some information on those who were still on the loose. Now, this is, well, there, you might notice a similarity to Dragnet. Dragnet would have that same thing at the end, except they had him, you know, captured. They never had somebody still running amok. And I believe Jack Webb was influenced by this a little bit with his show, Dragnet. Now, to be able to provide real crime stories, the program sought the help of law enforcement departments across the country. Now, during its entire run, hundreds of criminals were brought to justice courtesy of gangbusters. Now, the show's last episode aired November 27, 1957. We have two examples of gangbusters here. Both of these episodes, well, they're back-to-back, uninterrupted. First one is titled The Incorrigible Killer, followed by Jewel Robbery. Let's go back in time. Here is Gangbusters on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Now, Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Gangbusters is brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's new wash day wonder. The new sudsing miracle that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. That's Tide. T-I-D-E. Tide. Tide. 
case of the incorrigible killer who broke out of prison, then broke back in, only to find that when the brakes run out, the penalty is death. Here with us in the studio tonight is the Honorable Paul V. McNutt, former High Commissioner of the Philippines and Vice President of the National Probation and Parole Association, will be heard at the end of the program, drawing from tonight's case, Conclusions of Vital Importance. Gangbusters has asked Chief of Police L.R. Greason of Reno, Nevada, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Now, Chief Greason, you've told me that the killer in tonight's case was probably the most extraordinary in your experience. Well, that's absolutely right, Don Gardner. I've been a police officer 15 years, and I've talked with hundreds of men and women who are guilty of crimes ranging from chicken theft or murder. But this man, well, you'll see what he was like. Suppose we begin exactly a year ago on a cold, dreary Sunday morning in the city of Tacoma, Washington. In the vestibule of a small church not far from Tacoma's business section, a young man with piercing brown eyes and thin lips stood watching the congregation file out at the completion of services. It was evident that he was looking for a particular worshiper, and after a few minutes, he saw him. Hello, Rick. What? Where are you going? Dave. What were you praying for me? This is the surprise of my life, Dave. Is it? Let's go over there out of the crowd. Look, Dave, I, I got some people waiting at home. Ah, I... Come on, kid. Yeah. Okay. So it's the surprise of your life, huh, Rick? Yeah, I, I thought they gave you five years. Wasn't there nothing in the papers about my breaking out? No. I didn't see anything. <laughs> Guess I'll have to speak to my press agent. Honest, Dave, I, I gotta be going. I'm, I'm What I'm... are you worried about, Rick? Look, if you're worried because you think I know you shot your mouth off when the cops picked you up, forget it. I know you were on a spot. I, I couldn't help it, Dave. Did honest... I say forget it? Every guy's gotta save his own skin. I only got five years out of it. What's five years? They put you on probation, I hear. Is that why you go to church? You want to make an impression? Yeah, I want to make an impression. You're a smart boy, Rick. You mean there wasn't a thing in the papers about my busting out? No. Hmm. At least they should have told you, Rick. After all, they might have figured I'd be out to get you. Since it's on account of you I was in. I told you I couldn't help it, Dave. You know I'm not the kind to carry grudges, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Well, what's your hurry? I waited a long time for you, Rick. We can have a few words for old time's sake, can't we? I told you, I got some people waiting. You know something, Rick? I've been a lot of places since I broke out. Salt Lake, Butte, Seattle, Denver. Did all right, too. Did you? Well, I got about four grand in my pocket right now. You figure it out. Now, I'm planning another tour. How'd you like to come along with me? Look, Dave... I, I got a good job now. And you go to church every Sunday. Was well, there anything wrong in that? I, I got a break and I want to stay out of trouble. I got a break too, didn't I? Five years. Look, Dave... I've been working alone. I got to have an outfit. You sure you ain't interested, Rick? To be honest, Dave, no. Well, there's nothing I like more than an honest guy. 
Okay, I'll get my outfit. A couple of guys back there, when I broke out, I promised them I'd come back for them. You'd... You're kidding. I broke out of the place. I can break back in to get them, can't I? Yeah. If you want, I, I guess so. I'd much rather have you, Rick. I'm sorry, Dave. I told you I got people waiting. Okay. Come on, we'll walk out together. Pal... What do you say we meet someplace later after you get rid of your people? Why? Talk over old times so I can get the news. After all, I've been away a while. Okay, Dave. Wherever you say. How about the hut? Is two o'clock okay? All right. I guess I can make it. Sure you can make it. If I let you, you'd have had at least 40 cops there for company. What do you mean? You know what I mean, rat. I don't know. I hope you said good prayers in there. Dave, don't shoot me. Please don't. Rat. Well done. Tacoma police had no difficulty fixing the guilt in that shooting. But the escaped convict, David Blackwell, was not to be found. One midnight, less than a week later, two trustees were on all-night duty in the prison power plant of the Monroe Reformatory from which David Blackwell had escaped. Then the lone guard left him to go to the power plant office. One approached the other for a chat covered by the hum of a large generator. Blake. Yeah. Is it clear? Yeah. Come on. Behind the dynamo. You know, we we got to watch our step, Blake. That guard will be back any second. Relax, will you? Got a half an hour of paperwork out there. Well, look, what's on your mind? Listen, you want to crack up with me, let's get started figuring the way. Else I'll look for somebody else. Well, didn't Dave say he was coming back for us? Forget Dave, will you? He said he was coming back to get us out, didn't he? Promise. That was just so much mouthwash. He's out. So you want to mess around this joint for so they can nail him, stick him back in? But he swore up and down. Sure, sure, sure. Before he made it. You got out, nobody'd find you closer than a hundred miles of this place. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So if we're gonna make it, we gotta figure our own way. Can't depend on Dave or anybody else. We got What's that? I know you got me. Came from there. To God. Maybe it's to God. Be a dope. There, behind the switchboard. Come on. Hey, listen. That officer could Dave. Who'd you think it was? Well, you... How did you get back in here? Same way, I'm going to get you out. Tonight? Sure, tonight. What do you think I'm going to do? Go knock on the warden's door and ask him for a place to sleep? How do we do it? We came over the wall with a rope and a grappling hook. We get back over the same way. Okay, let's go. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? They got guards on the wall, machine guns. It didn't bother me coming in to get you. Yeah, but look, Dave. Do you want to come or don't you? Make up your mind in a hurry. I don't want to take up residence here again. Well, if, if you think it's okay, Dave. Sure, it's okay. All right, come on. Let's go. Before that guard gets back in here. There's one thing, Blake. Yeah? What? This ain't out of the goodness of my heart, you know. We got no dough. You know it. I don't want dough. I just want you guys to stick with me. Oh, sure, Dave. I'll stick with you. It's not going to be any joy ride, you know. I got some heavy things in mind. A lot of hard traveling. Well, Blake? All right, that suits me. Come on. Open up and take a look around. 
don't see anybody. Okay, head for the wall, right at the drinking fountain. That's where I got the hook and rope. Go on. Right against the wall. Flat against the wall and get the hook. Where is it? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Now listen to me. There's three of us. We can only make it one at a time. Go up fast and quiet. All right, go on. Throw that hook up. I hope it catches. It will. Don't worry. It goes. It's over. Why do I pull it tight? Easy, Dave. Easy. I think it's okay. Watch us, didn't catch. Oh. Right against the wall, stay there. I'll try it again, Dave. That thing might never hold. It got me inside, didn't it? It'll get us out. I'll take another shot at it. It goes. Now pull it tight. Looks like it's gonna be okay. It's holding. Okay, Arnie, up you go. Lay flat on top of the wall. Yeah. Make it snappy. He's up. Okay, Blake, you're next. Yeah, I don't need to be coaxed. Hurry. Hurry up. Come on, Arnie. Give me a hand. Yeah. Grab hold. Yeah. Oh, we're making enough noise here to turn it Will you shut up? Come on up, Dave. miles ought to be someplace closer we can light. I say it's Reno, and that's final. Uh, after all, Blake, he got us out, didn't he? If Dave wants Reno, I say okay. Any place he wants. Well, I just want to know what he's got in mind. I got plenty in mind. Only the first thing is for you two to get rid of those monkey suits. Yeah, that would help. Well, we ought to be over the line into Oregon by the time the store's open. I'll buy you some clothes there. And yeah, what about guns? I got a couple for you in the trunk. No kidding, Dave. Hey, this is sure whitey you, everything. Don't worry about it, kid. You'll pay me back with interest. So, Don, the criminal David Blackwell broke back into prison and delivered two of his prison mates from Monroe Reformatory in the state of Washington. The three of them headed immediately for Reno, Nevada, where they planned to spin the wheels of chance with their lives in the balance. They placed their bets, and the wheels stopped on red. Blood red. T-I-D-E. Tide. You've never used anything like Procter & Gamble's amazing Tide. Tide is different from even the newest products for washing clothes. 
nothing you can buy will wash clothes as clean as Tide. That includes all your family wash, your good linens as well as your greasy work clothes. Tide, with its amazing new suds, leaves clothes free from dirt and removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this miracle cleaning power, Tide is truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets your white things whiter than any other washing product known. What's more, Tide keeps them white week after week, never turns them yellow. So get Tide. Get the only wash day product known that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Tide's in. Dirt's out. Tide's in. Dirt's out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E. Tide. Now back to Gangbusters. You were telling us, Chief Greason, that three escaped convicts led by David Blackwell headed for Reno, Nevada, where Blackwell promised them a spree of robbery and plunder. Oh, that's right, Don. In the afternoon following their arrival, the Cree criminals were sitting around a table at a bar on Center Street, their conversation covered by the music from a jukebox and the gaiety of the resort town crowd. What is your rush, Dave? We drove a thousand miles. I've been cooped up two years. Arena ain't such a big place, you know. I want to enjoy it a little before we get red hot here. Ah, Blake. You didn't come to enjoy the sights, Blake. I can't keep this now, dough to the two of you. You gotta earn some. Well, give me a chance to get my bearings. How about it, Arnie? Don't you think we ought to do a little relaxing first? Well, I'd like to, but Davis got a point. After all, he came and fetched us. We ought to do what he wants. Look, do you think because he came after us, I'm going to bow and scrape all my life? If you do, think again. Nobody's asking you to bow and scrape all your life, but we're going to get that job done this afternoon. Come on, Blake. Be reasonable, will you? Uh, okay, have it your way, Dave. That's the only way I will have it. Well, what is it you got in mind, Dave? There's a saloon down the street. Charlie's, it's called. What's in a saloon? You want whiskey? Buy it. You keep your mouth shut and listen. Yeah, Blake, cooperate a little, huh? Okay, let's have it. It ought to be a cinch. We use the new car. You stay behind the wheel, Blake. I'll go inside first, and I'll play the slot machine. What about me? A minute or so later, you walk in, Arnie. You go to the far end of the bar by the piano player. I'll walk up to the barkeep and ask him for more change. When he opens the register, pull out your heater. Okay? And if I didn't like it, so what? It's okay with me, Dave. All right, let's finish up our drinks. Then we'll hit Charlie for a touch. Captain Geach. Sergeant Glass, Captain. You know that Buick with the Washington plates we found parked on Sierra Street? Yes, what about it? Well, Washington State Police just answered our wire. It was stolen in Seattle last Sunday. Oh? Well, that's not all, Captain. They had the car, maybe the one that was driven by some escaped convicts. Broke out of Monroe Reformatory up there night before last. Have there been any cars reported stolen here in Reno since we found that Buick? No, Captain. Nothing's been reported. And there's a good chance those guys may still be in town. Washington police sent along pretty good descriptions of them. Okay, Al. You get a hold of Cowan and Reed. Between the three of you, check all the hotels. See if you can turn them up. Yes, sir, Captain. Right away. Uh, 
Hey, Park, keep it. Uh, right with you, buddy. Yeah, what'll it be, buddy? Give me some more quarters for this. I give you a tip about that slot machine, buddy. That's for the house. Give me the quarters. Okay, but don't say okay, I Okay, everybody, get him up. Hey. He said get him up. Okay, take it easy. Tell that piano player we want music. Go on. Play the piano. All of you, don't move. Get what's in the till, pal. Right. And none of you move. Hey, boss, it's loaded with dough. All right, grab it and let's get moving. Two big bags of silver. Okay, throw one on the bar. I'll carry it. Uh, Stay still there, mister. You're asking for trouble. Uh, Here you are, boss. Okay. Let's go out the back. Yeah. Come on, make it snappy. Go check the back door. Right. Now, listen, all of you. Stay still five minutes. Don't move. And you, keep that piano going. Come on, boss. Right with you. Yes, Al. A stick up Charlie's Cocktail Lounge in South Virginia Street. Oh? Two guys inside and apparently a third in the car. They got nearly 2000 in cash. Nobody saw the car. You think those are the same ones who abandoned that stolen Buick? The Washington escapees? Well, the second man in the deal answers the descriptions, but the one giving the orders was a six-footer. Then they apparently had a third one waiting in the car. We only got a report on two escapees. There was a Chrysler reported stolen a little while ago. Oh, yes, Captain, I heard about that. Nobody in the neighborhood remembers seeing a Chrysler pull away. All right, let's go on the basis that it is these Washington fellows. And uh, get busy on that hotel check. If these boys haven't flown out of town already... Who is it? What do you think it is? Open up. It's Dave. Okay, Dave, just a second. Come in, come in. Well, I've been nosing around town a little. Hello, Blake. Hi. Did uh, that little job cause much talk? Sure it caused talk. And we're hotter than beer at noon. Do you think so, Dave? We're not hot. Oh, no? This is the biggest little city in the world, but it's still little. I said we're to pick up another car and get out of town as fast as we can. We'll get out of town, all right. We'll get out of town after we knock over one more joint. Are you kidding? Would I be saying it if I was kidding? What are you trying to do, get us nabbed? We should have been on our way as soon as we knocked over that saloon. We had no business staying holed up in this hotel. Have you said your piece, Blake? Ah, uh, Blake, you shouldn't fly off like that. Well, this is stupid. When I don't like something, I speak out. It's a good idea. Always speak out. I always want to know what's on your mind. But we take the other joint. Now, listen. Blake, I... cut it out, will you? Didn't he crash us out? Didn't he risk his neck to do it? We ought to listen to him. Okay, I'll listen. But because I listen, it don't mean I'll do. If we pulled another deal, they couldn't want us any worse than they want us now, could they? We ought to be on our way. Cops catch up with us, I'll have time in Nevada plus time in Washington. Why invite trouble? If a cop catches up with me, only one of us is going to walk away from it. Oh. Hey, what are you talking about, cops catching up with us? I don't even want to think about it. This new deal is more of a cinch than the last one. Yeah, they're all a cinch. Till you get nailed. And we kiss Reno goodbye tomorrow morning. I got your word for that? Didn't he tell you? You got my word. Okay, what's it all about? There's a place on East 4th Street, U.S. Highway 40 Tavern, they call it. Yeah, I remember seeing the place when we drove in. The cash paychecks are loaded with cash. We'll take them at midnight. Okay, we'll make the touch. And blow Reno in the morning. Yeah, and blow Reno in the morning. Captain Heach. Hello, Captain Sergeant Glass reporting. Glad you called, Al. The Highway 40 Tavern was just stuck up with the same guys. Now, I want you to get... When did it happen? Well, about 
20 minutes ago. Why? I'm calling from the lobby of the Carlton Hotel. There's three guys checked in here. Two of them answer the descriptions. Are they in their room during the last hour or so? No, Captain. They just walked in the lobby a minute ago and went upstairs right before I called you. They were in a hurry. They could be the ones, huh, Al? I'd give odds they are. What's the setup there? They've got a two-room suite on the third floor, and there's only one door to the suite. It's far enough away from a fire escape. Okay. You stick around the lobby there. I'll bring Colin and Reed over, and we'll give you a hand. If they try to leave the hotel in the meantime, pick up all three of them. And if they don't? We'll give them a chance to get asleep. Then we'll wake them out of their slumber. T-I-D-E, Tide. There's never been anything like Procter & Gamble's sensational Tide. No soap, no other suds, nothing else you can buy anywhere will wash your clothes as clean as Tide. And here's why. Tide, with its new Miracle Suds, not only leaves clothes free from dirt, but removes dingy soap film, too. And that's only the beginning of the miracle. With all its amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens soap-dulled colors. And listen to what Tide does for white things. In hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. And Tide keeps them white week after week, never turns them yellow. Try Tide next wash day. Start using the one, the only wash day product that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Tide's in, dirt's out. Tide's in, dirt's out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E, Tide. Now back to Gangbusters. Arnie. Yeah. What do you want, Blake? A couple of words with you, that's all. Oh, I can't wait until morning. I gotta hit the sack. You know, Dave has got the right idea. Get plenty of sleep. That's what I'm going to do, too. And then I'm going to sit still a minute, will you? Oh, what is it? Now, look. I got a sneaking hunch Dave wants to pull a third job here in Reno. Ah, now, you know that ain't so. Blake, he promised we'd pull out tomorrow the first day. Yeah, 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 he promised. But something tells me he's got other ideas. Well, that's the way he wants it, I. I ain't been doing so bad, stringing along with Dave. Well, good night, Sit still a minute. Hey, look, I'm asleep on my feet, Blake. What do you want? If he says another job here, you're with me. We pull away from him. Pull away from him? That's what I said. But he knows what he's doing. Maybe, maybe, but he don't know when to stop. I did enough time. I'm not risking doing any more. Blake, you gotta have... Hey, who's that? Get it down. Cops. You don't think it's cops? Maybe we ought to wait, Dave. Get Dave. Get your gun out, get behind the door. Yeah, but if it's cops... If it's cops, Dave can't help us. Now, come on. Listen, Blake. Dave, shut up. Yeah? What do you want? We're police officers. Open up. Open up. Okay. What's the idea, mister? We got I'll no... I'll tell you what the idea is. Watch it, Captain. There's one behind the door. Come on, man. Hey, look out! Come here, you. Let go of me. Shoot, Arnie. This one will hold you. He's out. All right, mister. Talk and talk fast. Where's the other one? What other one? Come on, where is he? Okay, he's in there, sleep. You're sure he's asleep? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we'll see. Where's the light switch in there? Right inside the door, on the right. Colin, Reed, watch these two. Got you, Captain. Glass, let's go. Right with you. 
Okay, you open the door. I'll reach in for the light. Yep. Sound asleep. Come on over to bed. Let's pull back the covers. Watch him, Captain. He's not asleep. You said I'm not. That ought to hold you two for a while. You're writing okay? No, it ain't okay. Here's one for you. Why, you... Now settle down. Take it easy, copper. I'm through. I'm hurt bed. You said it, you're through. Reed, get an ambulance. Get two of them. And that, Don, was the disastrous ending to this case. Two heroic Reno police officers, Captain Leroy Geach and Detective Sergeant Alan A. Glass, were shot and killed by this desperate criminal, David Blackwell. Blackwell himself was shot, but he recovered from his wounds and went on trial on first-degree murder charges a few months ago. He was convicted and sentenced to death in the Nevada gas chamber. The other criminals, Arnold J. Thomason and James Blake, received maximum terms of 50 years each in the Nevada State Penitentiary. Well, thank you, Chief Greason, for telling us this case history. And now Gangbusters is privileged to present the Honorable Paul V. McNutt, former High Commissioner of the Philippines and Governor of Indiana, speaking as Vice President of the National Probation and Parole Association. The Honorable Paul V. McNutt. We have heard a dramatic story, a tragic story. In one form or another, it is a story all too common in America today. What can we do about it? Law enforcement? Yes. Efficient police work is essential to protect you and me and all of us. But we must do more than catch criminals and send them up. We must prevent crime. We must do everything possible to reclaim young offenders before they become criminals. Firm guidance from understanding judges and probation officers and from parole officers in cases involving parole can help to avoid lives of crime and tragedy. Trained men and women, such as the members of the Western Probation and Parole Conference who have heard the program in Phoenix tonight, are needed in every court dealing with young and first offenders. To provide such guidance, to assist those skilled and sincere workers with beginners in delinquency, the National Probation and Parole Association is working today through its offices from coast to coast with trained specialists in the field of crime prevention. It is a nonprofit organization supported entirely by voluntary contributions, and its services are available to your community. It's ready to help you and your courts and probation officers, the agencies in your town. And in turn, it needs your help and support to carry on its great work. If your community needs help in these matters, or if you can help the association in its program, get in touch with it. The National Probation and Parole Association, with offices in San Francisco, Chicago, and New York. Here is its platform. Effective treatment of delinquency and prevention of crime throughout America. In short, protection for you and a square deal for youngsters in trouble. Thank you, Paul V. McNutt, for this message of vital importance. Next week, the case of the war bride bandit who used the tactics of the wartime underground to rob her victims, but who found that in peace as well as in war, the loser's penalty is sure. 
Next week, same time, same station, the case of the War Bride Bandit on Gangbusters. Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Ness, directed by William Sweets, with Ken Lynch and John Larkin in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production. Gangbusters is brought to you by Tide, the amazing new wash day miracle. Tide in, dirt out, T-I-D-E, Tide. Gangbusters! Gangbusters, the only national program that brings you authentic police case histories, has asked the Honorable Edward L. Dowd, First Assistant Circuit Attorney of St. Louis, Missouri, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Circuit Attorney Dowd. Thank you, and good evening, Gangbusters listeners. Let's begin tonight's case on a cold winter morning a year or so ago in the city of St. Louis, Missouri. The proprietress of a small, unkempt confectionery store on South Broadway had just opened the place for the day's business and was tidying up the tiny soda fountain. Morning, Annabelle. Told you no last night, Wally. The answer's still no. Crying out loud. You think it was a fortune? You could stake a guy to a couple of hundred... Why? Now, Annabelle, be reasonable. I'm good for it. You know I'm good for it. Why does a guy in your position need to come looking for handouts? You know where to get it. Why don't you go out and make it? The heat's on, Annabelle. The town is hotter than a two-dollar pistol shooting blanks. Don't blame me. I didn't make the heat. These guys have really been burning up the town. Remember that clothing store man? Yeah. Them. That was them. Of course, I'm not saying it was their fault the guy got shot. Somebody comes in a heist the place, a reasonable thing to do is give him the money. He fought them, so what does he get? A nice funeral. And the hotel clerk, I hear that was them, too. So you can see why all the heat is on, Annabelle. So I, I figure to get out for a while. I'll take a ride to KC and take things easy for a couple of weeks. I should give you the 200 have to come looking for you in Kansas City. You won't have to come looking for me, Annabelle. I'm good for it. You know I'm good for it. Then go borrow from a bank. Listen to me, Annabelle, heart to heart. A guy with a little heat on him can't even walk in the streets in comfort anymore. The first thing he knows, he's downtown with the law nagging the life out of him. You can't work under these conditions. My heart is bleeding for you. This mob has been burning up the town with one blast after another, and the pressure is coming down on the cops from all over. It's a risk to stick your head on the street while this mob is still operating. What mob? Who are they? How should I know who are they? I thought you knew everything, Wallace. I'm never heard of them. What do you say, Annabelle? No is no. Well, I'm a redhead, the papers say. You know of any redheaded heavy men around here? No. Annabelle. I got an idea, Wally. Have a chocolate malted on the house. No, no, thanks. Much obliged. My chocolate malteds aren't good enough for you, but you'll take my 200. I ain't even had breakfast yet. What's wrong with the chocolate malted for breakfast? Annabelle, please. No. We've been friends for years. I know. I want to keep it that way. If I give you the 200, that's the end of our friendship. Come in, come in. Yeah, I'm in already. Hello, B, mister. Cup of coffee. Hello, Wally. Brad, how are you? We don't have coffee. How about a nice cherry phosphate? Nah, never mind. A malted? No, skip it. What are you doing around here, Red? 
See in the sights. Yeah. How about a hot chocolate? That I can make you. Nah, forget it. How you been, Wally? Busy? No, not too. Uh-huh. I was uh, told I could find you around here, Wally. He's around here too much. Got to do something with my time. Are you uh, looking to make a connection? That depends. You like milk? I give you plain milk. I want coffee. You want coffee? You have to go elsewhere. Red, it's a good deal. Yeah, it's been good so far. Come on, let's go get that coffee someplace. We talk about it, huh? It's in a restaurant I'm running. If I carried what everybody asked for, I'd have a million dollars worth of stock. It's all right. I'm not to put out none. Well, go if you're going. Got plenty to clean up around. Come on, Wally. I'll see you, Annabelle. Yeah, don't do me any favors. No, no. Sergeant Rickard, robbery squad. Now hold on, please. I'll connect you. Robbery squad, Sergeant Rickard. Miss Annabelle. Yes, Annabelle. You were looking to get a line on a redhead? Yeah, so? Maybe I just saw the one. What's his name? Red. His name is Red. Uh, that's not much help. This friend of mine was in the store crying about the heat around town because of all these heistings. Then this Red walks in. Wally are sidekicks from way back, I think. He wants to know if Wally would like to make a connection. Well, what did Wally say? He didn't say. They left together to talk it over. For where? How should I know for where? Did I follow him? Okay, Annabelle, thanks. Keep your ears open now. In the meanwhile, we do some checking around. <laughs> Tell me, what's the deal? Wait a minute, take it easy, I'll tell you. First, I want to know, is there any heat on you? Heat on me? Yeah. You guys got all the heat in this town. You're running wild and the lid is on everybody. Are you still a good man at the wheel you used to be, Wally? Yeah, I'm all right. Downtown, for instance, can you wheel a car in there and get it out? Yeah. What's the touch? Jewelry house. Just jewelry? There'll be some cash involved, enough. But plenty of ice. I don't like a jewelry deal. You break your back to get the scum and you can't turn it over for 20 cents on a dollar. Well, it shouldn't make any difference if there's enough of it. No, I guess it shouldn't. And it's only a three-handed job. <laughs> oh? Yeah, that's all. A fair-sized score split up only three ways wouldn't be bad, huh? What happened to the other two in the mob? What other two? Papers have been saying you were four-handed altogether. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Wally, we were four-handed, but uh, two of the boys pulled out. Yeah? Why? They thought there was too much heat for the fireworks. They started to cry, so uh, Mac gave them the kiss-off. Who's Mac? You wouldn't know him. They've been his jobs. What kind of guy is he? After this one, I'll have had enough myself. Cowboy? No, not exactly. He ain't wild. He's got a head on his shoulders. Maybe that's his trouble, too much head. He thinks he's a mastermind. I don't like that kind of deal. Every hand should have a say-so. Not with Mac, they don't. What does this guy think he is? 
I don't know him. I don't know what he can do. Don't get so independent. You told me you were behind the six. You can't get dough by being independent. All right. I'll talk to him anyway. I'm talking to you for him. Are you in, aren't you? Okay, Red, I'm in. Good. Come on, let's go see this car. Take it easy, will you? Give me a chance to drink my coffee. Besides, we can't meet him till tonight. So, Matty, have to make an appointment? He's a late sleeper. All right. Go ahead, drink your coffee. Wait out here, Johnny. Yeah, sure, Rick. I won't be but a few minutes. I'll see you. Sergeant. Now, what'll it be? Oh, uh, small lemon lime. Small lemon lime to a sergeant. Where does this Wally live, Annabelle? I don't know. He never said. We've been checking around. We got no address for him in the cards. Don't cry to me, Sergeant. That's your job to keep track of these heats, not mine. You got no idea at all? No, no idea at all. And when you see him again, try to fish it out of him, huh? Fish it out of him yourself. Here he comes. Lemon lime. Hi there, Annabelle. The answer's still no, Wally. Forget I even mentioned it, Annabelle. Hi there. How are you? What'd you do? Get it from that red-headed friend of yours? Head away, yeah. Got some telephone change, Annabelle? Yep, sure. He looked familiar, that redhead. I think maybe I know him from someplace. There you are. Maybe you do. He's been around. Excuse me, I gotta make a call. Who's stopping you? See what I mean about the redhead? Yeah, I see. You gonna pick Wally up? A few days in jail might do him some good. Maybe it'd help his color. Maybe it would. How much for the lemon lime, Annabelle? Still a nickel. No inflation around here. There you are. Thank you. Call again. Let me know what you hear, Annabelle. I'm all ears. Okay, I'll see you now. Hurry back, mister. Johnny? Hey, Rick. Wasn't that Wally that went in the store? Yeah. Did he make you? No, I don't think so. He remembers me from someplace. Probably thinks I'm a steady hanger around Annabelle's. He went to use the phone. What are we going to do when he comes out? Collar him? No, there's nothing we could hold him on yet. We don't even know if this redhead is one of the outfit. I wouldn't make any bets he wasn't. I want to see that redhead before we make a move. If he's right, I want to grab him good. What hey, Rick, we do it. He's coming out. Okay. Here he comes, this way. Let him pass. Okay, Johnny, stay with him. Right. If he makes a meet with a redhead or if you find out where Wally lives, check with me. Okay. All right, on your horse. So long. Back to Gangbusters in a moment. The Sunday daytime listening is truly outstanding at the star's address. Tomorrow, don't miss World Music Festivals, visiting the Edinburgh Festival, where Bruno Walter conducts the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. And remember, too, that Sunday daytime on most of these same CBS radio stations, Leopold Stokowski conducts in the 20th Century Concert Hall, and Michel Piastro directs the Symphonette, all on CBS radio. And now back to Gangbusters and Circuit Attorney Dowd. Well, while St. Louis detectives were beginning to make headway in their investigation... The holdup mob had recruited another member. 
And late that night in another part of the city, Wally was being escorted up the stairs of an apartment house by his connection, Red. Like I said, Wally, you might not like the guy, but you got to grant him a brain. I just don't want anybody telling me my business, that's all. I don't go for that kind of garbage. Okay, don't get excited. You haven't even met him yet. That way. Just don't want him telling me how to do my job. Take it easy, will you? Okay, right here. Should I push the bell? Nah, never mind. I got the keys. Mac! Come on in, Wally. Yeah. Hey, Mac! In here, Red. He's in there, Wally. Say, uh, how you like the setup here, Wally, huh? That'll do. Yeah. Mac, meet Wally. How are you? Hi. Uh, just a second. He's nuts about solitaire. So I see. I tried a lot of things. I can't find a better way to pass the time. Have you tried knitting? Wally. Yeah, I tried knitting. Nothing there. Well, we'll let this go for a while, huh? That's nice of you. It don't look like I could win it anyway. Not with that deal. Sit down, Wally. Yeah. Thanks. Right here. Yeah. Red says you're okay, Wally. Says you're good wheel man. The best, Mac. Okay. Now, this is going to be a nice little score. Not the biggest in the world, but uh, tidy. That's the way I like them, tidy. When? Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. Depends on the weather. What's the weather got to do with it? This is a congested district. If it's raining or snowing, traffic will be heavy and slow. Plus, there'll be a lot of extra taxi cabs in the area. It's a good angle. The gate will be rough enough without any handicaps, so uh, let's wait for good weather. It's okay with me. See, Wally, all the angles. Now, uh, the mark is the Four Brothers Jewelry Company. That's uh, on the third floor of the tower building. It's a rough deal getting out of that neighborhood. Can you do it? I can do it. It's my idea we should have a small, fast car. A big one might be a little trouble to handle in traffic. But uh, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, you leave it to me. Hey, uh, a small car would be better, don't you think, Wally? Small car it'll be. Now, um, here's the layout. Forget about the elevator. We'll go up the stairs. The office is um, around here, in back, like this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's this entrance here. The door's made of glass, so we got to work fast. We got to get in, get it, and get out. We got no time to play. Who wants to play? There's a counter uh, here which uh, stretches from one side practically to the other. It's a display case. None of the good stuff is in there. In back of the counter is a vault. That's what we want to get in. How much do you figure? Maybe five, six thousand in cash. Maybe fifty thousand in ice. It's not bad. All right for me. Off to the side here. Uh, there's a little office. Uh-huh. Now, that's where the owner has his desk. And besides the owner, we'll find another guy there, a salesman. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them look like the hero type. We won't have any trouble. You got this mark pretty well cased. I should have. I've been there twice. I've been trying to make up my mind whether to buy a watch they got. It's a great setup, Wally. Huh? They'll recognize me when I come in. I'll tell them I want the watch. They're relaxed. We go to work. How about the bug? All those jewelry houses got alarms. That won't be no problem. The only one I could spot was in the boss's little office. Now, he'll be in front writing up the sale on the watch. And if there are any more, we'll just have to be quick enough to keep them away from them. I'm for being quick. Back to gangbusters in a moment. Now, uh, Red. Yeah? 
You're going to take the boss. Uh-huh. Your job is to watch him, keep him quiet, keep him away from the bugs. Okay. Now, Wally, you do the same thing with the salesman, and I'll clean the boss. Wait a minute. Miss Miller. You're going a little fast for me. You said I was to handle salesman. That's right. I was under the impression I was a wheelman in this deal. That's a big enough job. I don't belong on the inside at all. It's not necessary to stay with the car. It can sit. Yeah. Well, it can sit without me. I don't do two men's work. Wally. Not without two men's cuts. I don't do two men's work without two men's cuts. Will you listen to me? I knew there was something screwy about this deal. No wonder your other two left you like that. Wally, you got to grant me it takes three on the inside. Okay, I'll grant you, but I'm a wheelman. You've done inside work? Sure, I've done inside work, but not while I was the wheelman. I won't have any part of it. Now, listen to me, will you? You came in, and you're in. Yeah. We'll see if I'm in. Now, Wally, be reasonable. Who's being unreasonable? Now, look. I don't get tough often, but I'm going to get tough now. You're in, Wally. You made a deal and you're in. Well, you're not going to be feeling so good. Wally, cooperate, huh? It ain't going to be so tough. Well, okay. If I wasn't on such a spot for dough, I'd tell you all what to do. Good, Wally. I knew you'd come to first. You see, Mac? Is that all? Yeah, that's all. This is going to be tomorrow. I better start scouting around for a car for the get. Yeah, a small car, Wally. A small car. Red will get in touch with you. He'll let you know whether it's tomorrow and what time. Yeah, you'll be at Annabelle's at 11. I'll phone there. Okay, Annabelle's at 11. I'll be there. Now, we got a good deal, boys. An awful good deal. Now, let's see if I can win one of these games for myself. Robbery squad, Sergeant Rickard. Hello, Rick. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Wally must have lifted himself a Chevy coach. I saw him on the corner of Grand and Locust. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Looks for sure like he's in a deal now. Yeah? Where'd he park this car? In a public garage on Market Street. On Market Street near the civil courts. Okay, Johnny, stick around there. I'll be right out. You think I ought to have one of the boys stay behind, Wally? No, that won't be necessary. He's going to use that car if they pull anything. That's all we have to watch the car. I'll be right there. Uh, what? Yeah, that... Hi, Annabelle. Oh, Wally. Hot tricks, Annabelle. I've got no tricks. What do you want? 200 again? The answer's still no. Nah, I don't want you 200. Just fix me a chocolate marlin. Chocolate marlin with vanilla or chocolate marlin with chocolate? With vanilla. Chocolate marlin with vanilla. How come yesterday you wanted 200, today you don't? Beginning to get insulted. My connections came through, Annabelle. You would take my advice, which you won't. You wouldn't go looking for trouble. I'm not looking for trouble. Who needs trouble? Every time I got a call. I'll get it, Annabelle. Why should you get it? Is it your store? I'm expecting a call. I'll answer. Uh, Go on, then. Answer before they hang up. Yeah. And don't give my phone number to any more Toms and Dicks. What do you think this is? Hello? Wally? Yeah, this is Wally. Red. Mac says we do it today, 3 o'clock. Okay, I'm ready. You got the car okay? Yeah, Chevy, just a ticket. I got to park in the garage on Market Street. I can pick you two up about 2.30. Mac says no. Mac says for you to drive downtown yourself, park the car in Del Mar near the building. We'll see you there. Okay. It will take care of the hardware. Just bring the car and yourself. I got you. So long. Much obliged, Annabelle. Much obliged for what? For you, set of facilities. Anytime. Ask me for anything except money. One chocolate malted with vanilla. 
Happy days, Annabelle. Happy days yourself. Cut over to Washington, Rick. Maybe we can pick him up there. Well, I'm afraid it's no use, Johnny. We lost him. Lousy traffic. Same thing last night. So since Red took him to meet the mob, we got fouled up in traffic. That's okay. We know where to put our hands on him now. Wally, at least. He can lead us to the others. They're liable to start shooting again. That's what I'm worried about. Well, from the way he was headed, I guess the job is someplace downtown. Maybe he was just headed to pick up the others. Maybe, but these guys are pretty slick, Johnny. Yeah. I don't think they'd all ride together in a hot car. I think the rest will meet him. I'll pull in the phone. We'll get a few more squads on the job and cruise around downtown. Maybe we can spot that Chevy. Step lively, boys. We go in, we get in, we get out. Waste no time. You said red. I'm set. Wally? I'm set. Okay, each of you handle your man. I'll clean the ball. Keep your eyes open. This is the place, boys. Looks nice. Yeah. Hello there. Well, how are you today? Hmm? Fine. I uh, think I'll take that watch I was looking at. Oh, yes, sir. That's a fine watch. I brought my friends over to see it. All right. Here we are. Solid gold case, 21 jewel Swiss movement, a beauty on a bargain. How do you like it? Yeah, it's swell. I kind of like one myself. I can show you something similar. Uh, some other time. i tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to put a deposit on it and pick it up next Monday. I'm uh, kind of short. Uh, how much of a deposit did you have in mind? Oh, say $25? Well, I think that'd be all right. Let me check with the boss. Uh, Mr. Burgess. Um... Some watch, all right. Yes. Uh, front, please, Mr. Burgess. All right. Watch is guaranteed, isn't it? Absolutely guaranteed. If anything goes wrong with it, just bring it in. But you must remember, a fine watch is a delicate piece of machinery. Yeah, I know. Yes. May <clears throat> I help you? Uh, Mr. Burgess, this gentleman would like to leave a $25 deposit on the watch and pick it up on Monday. How do you do? Hello. Hi, nice place you got here. Thanks. Well, I think that'll be perfectly all right. All we have to okay. do is... Okay. Do as you're told and you won't get hurt. Well, please, what's that? Quiet, still. All right. Lock the door. Yeah, I got you. Go on around, boys. Keep them covered. Yeah, come on. Now, just don't try to be heroes and you won't get hurt. All we want... Hey, you. Me? You. Move away from there. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, boss. Come here and have a look. What's the trouble? We gotta move. There's a bug right under the counter. This guy was standing not six inches from it. You? Oh, no. Not me. Go on, you. Move over there. All right. All right. I'm moving. You. Did you hit the alarm button? Oh, I know. I didn't touch it. You sure? I'm positive. Sure had his chance. Now, tell me the truth. If any cops come storming in here, I'm gonna kill you, I swear. Did you hit that bug? No, I didn't. Okay, you're smart. All right, boys. Get them tied up. By the time you finish, I'll have the vault clean. Covered a lot of blocks, Rick. Don't look good to me. Well, we take one more turn around it. Wait a minute. What? There's a Chevy parked up there. Where? Next to the alley. That's the baby. Nobody with it, huh? It must be inside someplace. Hold it, John. Hold it. That's it. Let's go. At the jewelry office, third floor, tower building. That's in the middle of the block. Let's get them. How you doing, boys? They'll be tied in a minute. I don't know what you fellas expect to get. Shut up. Make it good and tight. Yeah. Hey, look, there's cops coming in the hall. 
Why, you, you hit that bug, didn't you? Please, get up. Here they come. Get up. Go on, get up. All right. Open up there. Yell to him. You hit the alarm by mistake. We're police officers, open up. Tell him what customers. Tell him it was a mistake. Kick it in. Hey, they're breaking in. Watch it. The lock. Get the lock, Sergeant. Get your hands up, coppers, or I'll kill this guy. No, don't. Stop those guns, police officers. Get them, Sergeant. Let go of me. Give me that gun. Let me go, copper. Get your hands up. Okay, don't shoot. Get those hands up. All right, don't shoot. Get them up. You, turn that man loose. I'll kill him. No. Let him go. All right, take it easy. You all right, mister? Yes. Yes, I think so. Jack is tied up over there. Go look after him. Yes, I'd better. It's all right, Jack. It's all right. Are your bumps hurt? They all look okay to me, Rick. Now, sit down there, all of you. Listen. He said sit down. What a mess. I don't cry. It won't do you any good, Wally. Sure, plenty of truth in that. And now we're going to take a little inventory. Let's see what we got here. They're not such a tough-looking bunch, are they, Rick? No, not now, they're not. Take their guns away, and they're just a bunch of crumbs. Just plain crumbs. Well, that, gangbusters listeners, was how this gang of hold-up artists and killers was captured in the act of committing a robbery after a terrific struggle and gun battle. All were tried in the circuit court at St. Louis, Missouri, and convicted. They are now in the Missouri State Penitentiary at Jefferson City in execution of their sentences. Thank you, Circuit Attorney Edward L. Dowd of St. Louis, Missouri. Now, Gangbusters Nationwide Clues broadcast every week as a public service to assist American police in their war against the underworld. Attention all citizens. Be on the lookout for Clarence Dye, wanted by the FBI for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution for armed robbery. Listen carefully to his official description. Clarence Dye, alias Jock, age 43. Five feet, ten inches. One hundred and forty pounds. Medium build. Brown hair. Blue eyes. Fair complexion. May seek work as a welder or cook. This man has scars over his left eyebrow. A blue scar over his right eyebrow. And a tattoo of initials C.D. on his right forearm. Caution, Dye is probably armed and should be considered extremely dangerous. He reportedly has stated that he will not be taken into custody alive and will attempt to kill any officer arresting him. <laughs> Attention all citizens, maintain vigilance for Edwin Sanford Garrison. Wanted by the FBI for unlawful flight to avoid confinement for the crimes of burglary and robbery. If you have any information concerning these fugitives, notify your local police, the nearest office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or gangbusters at once. Tonight's gangbusters case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by Leonard L. Bass, with Mason Adams, Amzie Strickland, and Eric Gressler in leading roles. The entire production was supervised for CBS Radio by John Ives, Gaylord Avery speaking. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R I L E Y. 
and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com.